Welcome to the Teachers Podcast, in association with Classroom Secrets, the podcast that's here to help teachers. Whether it's discussing the latest issues in education or sharing top tips for use in the classroom, if you work in education or want to know more about the sector, then this is the podcast for you. Now, please welcome your host, former teacher, life-work balance advocate and successful business owner, Claire Riley. Hi everyone, thanks for tuning in. In this episode, I interviewed Becky Lampton from Itchy Robot. So I first met Becky back in March at a business mastermind, and we've been helping each other out where possible since then. So Itchy Robot provides websites for schools, and one of the reasons why I wanted to interview Becky was I thought that it would just bring a different slant to the podcast. So I'm all about bringing you content that you'll be able to use in your schools and your lessons, and I thought this would be something a little bit different that we don't always think about. Now, I know that not many people in schools are responsible for the school website, but many of you do actually produce content for the site. And as I've moved from the teaching world to a business world, I find the topic really interesting, as a school website is really a business tool for a school. And with many schools moving to be academies, this fits in really well. Even with schools now having business managers, it means that we're trying to approach things in a new way. Sometimes it's important to think things through differently, and Becky had some really interesting insights from what you could say is an outsider's point of view. And she's also a parent, so I know she brings that to the table in her role. Let's get to the interview. Thank you so much, Becky, for joining us and talking about school websites. I think it's going to be really insightful for teachers to actually think about the website and what that means and what parents are actually seeing. And I think often it's just one person in the school that's responsible for it. So it's really helpful to kind of get that insight of uh, what it means and, and how we can do it better. So obviously the listeners don't know who you are mm-hmm. and um, I do. So it'd be really helpful if you could kind of give us a bit of a background of who you are and what you do. Okay. So I'm presently commercial director at Itchy Robot. So I go out and, and visit all the schools. My background is actually strategic marketing. So I didn't start out in the education sector or anything to do with, with teaching. Um, I actually graduated in, in marketing and spent several years in the commercial world. Then joined Itchy Robot in 2014 to actually grow and develop the business. And the business being helping commercial businesses to improve processes or improve efficiencies using their websites. And in 2014, we worked with our first school and did our first school website. And something sort of, I don't know, a light bulb sort of turned on and thought, well, we're doing all of this to improve efficiencies and adding value and uh, improving communications for commercial. This is really what the education sector and, and the um, and schools need to need to start doing as well. So since our first website, we work now grown massively, and we've developed a, a web platform on top of the school website, so schools can do the parents' evening online. Uh, there's lots of integration with uh, management information systems to prove efficiency in in the school environment. So first. Thing that I thought would be really useful for teachers and educators to know was what tips do you have for schools to make their website stand out in comparison to other schools? Well I think for me it's all about making the school website reflective of your school. Um, I think a lot of the, the school websites that we do see um, tend to be more 
template based, so they've got the same things on the home page. I think a school website is a really good opportunity for you to celebrate why your school is unique, the difference in your school, um, and it should be a celebration of everything inside the school. So, um, yeah, I just think it should be completely reflective of your school values. If you're a really sporty school, that should be apparent on the school website. Um, yeah, I just think it's, it's a fab opportunity for you to, to celebrate everything that's good and unique. So a showcase, school. basically. A showcase, absolutely. A window to your school is, is the way we like to put it. Nobody, can, nobody sees sort of what goes on behind closed doors. And I think quite often when you go in to visit schools, They've got amazing things on walls, um, they've done amazing activities, performances, and I think as, um, as parents and as the wider community, you never get that opportunity to, to see them really, so. Yeah, it's a good, it's kind of like a, a window, isn't it? It is, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, shop window. Shop window. That's a really nice way of putting it. Um, so, obviously we've had conversations before, um, so we already know each other, and um, one of those conversations, you talked to me about statutory publishing. Yes. And I just thought you could tell us what that is because I know you're going to touch on it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, well, I think back when um, schools first started uh, with school websites, it was purely for, for that purpose, um, to publish statutory information on the website. So what does that mean? That's um, a, a list, a checklist of regulations um, that have been given to schools by the DFE that they've got to publish on their website um, to show things such as um, how they're using the pupil premium, mm -hmm. how they're using the sports premium, governance information, uh, curriculum content, Ofsted, so you've got to publish your Ofsted report on there. Mm -hmm. So I think initially that the website was a platform uh, in which schools could promote that. Mm -hmm. Um, but sort of touching on the statutory information as well, I think you, you do go onto a school website and it looks exactly like that statutory content. Where for me, if uh, you don't, don't just publish your Ofsted report, identify key um, quotes from your Ofsted report and say what, what Ofsted found unique about your school, again, to fit with, with your school values and, and the, that celebration of your school that you're trying to portray yeah. on your website. So make those pages look exciting. Yes, it's, a, it's an Ofsted report. What information can I pull out of there to make people want to work for, for my school, to join yeah. my school? You want people to actually read it, don't you? Yes. And I think, as I say, where a lot of the documentation is um, is laid out. I mean, you're not going to read through 20,000 different policies. It's, no. um, it's utilising the information in a really effective way mm. uh, to make people want to, want to look at it and read it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we've obviously chatted before and you mentioned to me that you're working on something big. Yes. Um, so you said that you wanted to be the sole solution for, and I want to get this right, communication, engagement, and compliance for schools in the UK and beyond. Yes. So that is like a massive goal. It is. And I just wanted to know, what does that even look like? Okay. The reasoning behind it is, I think there's that many different apps, communication tools, platforms, systems um, that schools are using to, if we touch on communication firstly, so we've got the likes of, of social media. You've got your letters that you send home. Mm -hmm. You've got your class newsletters, you've got head teacher newsletters. Um, and then if we move on to uh, engagement tools, you've got apps, parent communication apps. 
Um, from a compliance perspective, you've got things like um, your management information systems, so where all your data is held on your school. Um, so what we're trying to do is, where possible, to either integrate all those systems together into one platform mm -hmm. or to create a, a solution to enable it to be on one platform. Does that make sense? So it's like a one-stop shop where yeah. everything kind of feeds into the same place. Yes. So either automation or integration. So, for example, our websites integrate with um, with Sims or ScholarPack, whichever management information system you're using, to reduce that duplication of effort. So is it kind of like a bespoke thing then? So you'll make sure that what they've already got kind of works with the website absolutely and i think first and foremost that's that's the starting point i think for a for a school website um it is sort of looking at exactly how your school runs how your school works how your school does communicate and making most effective use mm -hmm. um of the resources that you've got um, and where possible will integrate those with within the website okay so i feel like you've already you've already touched on this a bit but because if you manage to get everything together, yep. it would kind of um, impact workload. Absolutely. So how, how, what does that look like? How could it actually impact on workload? Well, I think from a, um, certainly for, for office staff, and I'm sure a lot of the, the senior leaders, um, they're inputting the same information on a number of different systems and platforms. Mm -hmm. um, what we're trying to achieve from from our product is to enable people to update something once and automatically output that information mm -hmm. to where it, it needs to needs to either be published or to be shown just to stop you from so for example you might publish something on um, social media where we integrate that with the website so you're pushing straight out onto the web page so, so that that's only ever having to go out yeah. once um, and I guess a good thing for that as well I know obviously from uh, business is that that can be difficult if you've got to give everyone a login and you can kind of like dish that out to different people, I guess, then rather than having to give everybody access to your social media accounts. and Yeah, um, I mean, I think that, as I say, I think the website needs to be that central um, that central point within a school for, for all communications. Um, I mean, it, it's probably the first place somebody will, will go to when looking um, for anything to do with that school. Yeah. So obviously a website is only as good as the content on it. Mm -hmm. And I, I know from people that I know that are in charge of the school website that it can be really hard to get the content from the right places. How can yeah. how can we encourage schools to do the right content and get that out there? I think a, a school website needs to be a whole school approach. And I think if you're deciding on doing a school website, everybody needs that buy-in. You need the buy-in from your senior leaders. You need the buy-in from your teachers. And I think there is various elements of the website that can just um, have the responsibility of different people. So as an example, your school admin staff may take responsibility for the updating of letters, of newsletters. Um, your senior leaders will probably take on board the, the compliance side of things, ensuring that the site's compliant. And then I think a real benefit of a website from a teacher's perspective is giving them the opportunity to communicate with parents, um, 
putting on their website a class page so parents will know anything that's going on in their class that can be published on that page and that doesn't mean you have to be updating it continuously it might be something that you um, that you update once a term for example these are the topics we're going to be covering um, this is the this is when homework's given out here's some useful resources to sort of encourage that um, homeschool learning part of things um, we even have elements on the website, get your pupils involved, do school blogs, things like that. It should be a, a central point for, for everybody mm. to, to get involved with and, and benefit from. So if you're, just, if you're starting out with, say, a website with mm -hmm. robot and you haven't really used it that effectively before, mm -hmm. I mean, I know that you sort of, you do um, like a monthly rolling hosting kind of thing. Yes. Do you like support schools with, making sure that it's been used and that the internal comms is done correctly? Yeah, that will all be done sort of at the start of the project with schools. Um, what's also on the website as well is, is web statistics. So you can have a look on your website and you can see, oh, we're getting loads of, um, loads of hits on this page or loads of hits on that page. So if they're all um, statutory pages, then you know exactly who's been looking at your website no doubt you do a visit from somebody very soon yeah. um, but what we do is say encourage things like um, so if you've got class pages um, get all your pupils run a competition see who can get the most hits on the school website integrate curriculum within it your maths curriculum That's anything really to idea. look at statistics and um, analyze the usage of the website so we will encourage them to sort of run little campaigns um, to try and encourage use and visits to the website. It's really good that you support that because Absolutely, sometimes it can just feel like it's an extra thing. Yeah. And I feel like I've obviously learned about website analytics and I'm very concerned with them because I've got a website, yeah. but it's not really something that, you know, somebody who's looking after the school website yeah. may be that interested in or clued upon at the beginning. Yeah. Um, so that's, yeah, that's a really good thing. Yeah, as I say, I think that a school website can be at that central point of communication and, and used properly and effectively. I think it can bring real value, uh, real value to the school, especially from a communication engagement perspective. I don't think there's any school or that you'd ever speak to that said, no, we wouldn't, we don't want to improve our parental engagement. I don't think everybody's absolutely, yeah. oh, our parents are 100% engaged. Mm -hmm. There's always areas to improve. But yeah, we support our schools with, um, with, with marketing. Um, a communication strategy internally because it's not just externally communicating with it's also your, your staff and internally as well. Mm -hmm. They need to buy into it don't they? They do absolutely and I think there's various elements of the website that are crucial that, that do get missed. Um, admissions pages probably the, the one of the most visited pages on your school website would be prospective parents yeah. coming to look at the site yet yeah, you go on a website and all I see on an admissions page is a admissions policy or a link to the local authority website well I want to know more than that or an email address yeah yeah, yeah I want I to know want I want to, to know that. what what goes on in your school and um and what do parents think about it and how will my child be start at the nursery and and what's involved and that type of thing and, and they just don't and another page I think as well is um a staff page, so vacancies. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of talk about people um, leaving education, but education is still a fantastic industry. Teaching is, is such a rewarding, and, and I take this from teachers who I speak to, not yeah. personally. Um, but there's never anything on a school website either about um, how they support the staff. Mm, yeah. Like, if you go on any business site, there's a careers section, and it's got about all the um, investors in people and, and the and benefits. We, and the benefits. And, 
Skill website, I never see anything like that. And obviously one of the key visitors that will come to your website is potential new recruits. So, yeah, really good point. And I think that's the thing, isn't it? So schools, a lot of schools are moving towards a business model with the academies. Yeah. And it's kind of like, you know, learning from people in business, yeah. the important elements and making sure that we utilise that in yeah. this way. That's it. I think your school website is more than just compliance um, for, for one market. You've got lots of different people looking at, at the website and you've got to have something that's um, that's going to be useful to them. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So purely from a digital aspect. Yes. What do you think is coming next to education in the next 10 years? Um, I mean, I've, I've heard a lot of people talk about sort of artificial intelligence or, I mean, there's the likes of virtual schools now as well, so... I think some of them actually exist, you know. Uh, what, artificial intelligence or virtual schools? Virtual schools. Yeah, they do. Yeah, there is. Yeah, we've worked with, with lots of people who have oh, um, wow. virtual schools um, and I don't see that as being a bad thing. I mean, there's, there's always been homeschooling. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's sort of just a, an additional step to step to that. But yeah, I think yeah. the digitisation has, has enabled that to happen and I think it enables you to reach more people. Mm -hmm. um, because I think there's, there's children who clearly are never going to be able to attend that school yeah, environment yeah, yeah, yeah. and it sort of opens um, opens up that, that opportunity to them. I suppose really allows them to access more learning rather than seeing a tutor for like a day a week or yeah, something, which does, then costs absolutely. a lot of money. In fact, um, I know of a family that kind of had to fund that themselves because the funding didn't necessarily mm. come through, but she was too ill to go to school. And if you're a family who can't afford that tutoring, then yeah. you kind of, well... Stuff, I know, really. and I think Google's taught us all everything. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Yeah, just Google it. Just Google it. I know. Yeah. Um, okay. So there's a no point in having a website that mm -hmm. no one knows that you have. Mm -hmm. And I took that quote from the information that you gave me about yourself. Yeah. Um, because even though we know each other, I wanted a, a better background. And. I just wanted to ask you, what's your advice to schools and teachers looking to engage parents and pupils on their website? Okay, so, I mean, yeah, we, we have had this discussion and I come across it quite a lot when we're speaking to schools about their communication strategy within schools. Um, oh, well, I'm, I'm not going to invest in a website because our parents don't use it anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I always ask the question, well, do they know that it exists? Mm -hmm. um, how do you communicate with them? Do you, do you tell them that you're putting your newsletters on the mm. website? Um, yeah. Is it easy to find? Is yeah. your website easy to navigate? Yeah. Um, so I think if you're going to use your website as a communication tool, I think first and foremost, is it on every single letter you're sending out to your, to your parents? Mm -hmm. um, are you linking people? So a lot of schools now are saying, oh, we use Facebook or social media as, a, as that communication platform. Well, link them back to your website because there's only so much information you can publish on a, yeah. a, social, on a social platform. Um, so if you're pushing out, oh, we've got a new newsletter, link them back to your website. Yeah, and then yeah. when they're on the site, they're then hopefully going to, to find the way around yeah. it. Or I guess just using it for that kind of thing, like putting the newsletters yeah. on there, then they're going to have to go... To find to that get information, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Especially if it's things like, um, like my um, children are not in school yet, but I always find myself looking at schools to find out what the holiday dates are. Term dates, yeah. For certain yeah, things, I think it's that the term dates page and the school lunches page. They're, I think are probably two are they of the high most on Google popular, Analytics. Yeah, two of the most popular pages. Yeah, um, so put your advertising on there. I know exactly, exactly. Yeah. 
Okay, so I'm going to ask you some quick fire questions okay. now. So who was your favourite teacher and why? Mr Ruddock, who was a history teacher at a secondary school I used to go to. Um, he was really old school, shouting, not very nice, but I, for some reason I absolutely loved him. He used to sit right at the front of his class. Um, yeah, I don't know why I liked him. I couldn't answer that question, but I absolutely loved him. My favourite subject. But I think that's what you find, isn't it? Your favourite your favorite subjects tend yeah. to be where your favourite teachers are, or vice this versa. Because you just feel like you get them, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so what are the three biggest changes that you feel you've seen in education? Um, I think the emergence of school business managers mm -hmm. um, and the fact that schools are now actually running Businesses, like basically, academisation, yeah. uh, school yeah. business managers, um, sort of that that whole change in um, in business model. Mm -hmm. I think the emergence of digital learning apps, yeah, yeah. Um, I think, have been a, a fantastic um, addition. I'm, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sure teachers will have welcomed that um, those additional yeah. platforms to, where, where they to can, help where with schools learning. can afford it. Where schools can afford it, but I mean, even even uh, for sort of. For children at home, sort of recommendation yeah. of apps oh, yeah. that um, that you can use have been fantastic. Mm -hmm. So yeah, school business managers, academies, and I would say apps for learning have been some key developments. Thank you. Okay, um, so where do you think school websites need to go in the next ten years? Um, I think what will happen with school websites is they'll become more rich media based. So you'll probably see a lot more video content on there. Mm -hmm. Um, I would say communication will probably change um, from being text-based to audio-based potentially. Um, so sort of, yeah, moving them more along the lines of a, an, even the likes of Instagram, that type of thing, more yeah, yeah. image-based, more video-based, more real-time information as opposed to um, old information. But who knows? And each child could have like a profile like on Instagram where they do all the learning or something. You don't... I'm saying this because I don't know Instagram that well. Yet. <laughs> yes, yes, but I am learning. Yes. Okay, so who's your inspiration within education? Um, you see, to me, it's all about those unsung heroes. Like, I, I go into schools um, and obviously speak to the schools about their vision and values and things like that. And they always have a really nice story to tell. Um, for example, there's, there's some schools I go into um, and the teachers actually take out their so school holiday time, they'll take time out of being off mm -hmm. to go into the schools because some of the children still need that, that place to go and that support. Um, so as I say, I think inspiration wise, it's those people who are making that difference. Um, head teachers who've said to me that they're, some of the children have said that the school is the only safe place they know yes. to have that impact on, on yeah. somebody's life. I think, yeah the head teachers and, and teachers really who make that, that oh, difference. That's lovely. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> and what did you want to be when you grew up? Um, I don't know yet. Um, <laughs> I actually wanted to be a lawyer. When I was younger, I always wanted to carry a briefcase and wear a suit. <laughs> it's not because of the law. No, not because of the law, just for the obviously pure um, yeah, fashion. No, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I always wanted to be a sister. I always I saw myself sort of in like a, a law, whether that's because I'm argumentative or talkative, I don't know. Um, but ironically, um, my first job was doing what I trained at as a career in marketing for a law firm. 
So there was sort of that um, that link there. But yeah, much of a, a lawyer. Yeah, kind of came round then. It did, yes. 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 Well, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I think that the listeners are going to find it really, really interesting. And I think that it's just something that we don't normally talk about, school websites. And I think it's important that we are thinking about that because we are in a digital age now. We're moving forward into something new. So thank you. Thank you. I'd love to know if you found this interview useful. Are you responsible for the school website and now rethinking the content? Have you noticed that other schools seem to be more on the ball with you and does that bother you? Are you responsible for creating content for your classes page? Is it a chore to you or are you feeling that maybe it's got some value now? We filmed and recorded this episode at Ash Green Community Primary School in Halifax. So a big thank you to all the staff there for being so accommodating yet again. Also thank you to Becky for agreeing to be interviewed and travelling down and helping us to see school website from a business and parents point of view. The episode is now live on YouTube, so don't forget to subscribe to the channel. I have a Facebook community called the Teachers Podcast Community, and it'd be great to see you in there suggesting guests that you'd like me to interview. You can find the link to this in the show notes. You can input into the questions that I ask the guests, and I'll mention your name if I use your question. I've got some great educational influencers and authors coming up, and I'd love to know who else you want to hear from. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and I'd be really grateful if you could leave us a review too. See you next week. Thank you for listening. The Teachers Podcast is in association with Classroom Secrets, a provider of high quality and affordable teaching resources that children love and teachers trust. To find out more, visit classroomsecrets.co.uk.